Welcome to True Nature Radio. I'm Laurie Regan. And I'm Heiner Fruhoff. Today we're going to continue with another of our series in the organ networks of Chinese medicine. This one's close to my heart, or rather my kidneys, having been born in the year of the rooster. Um, we're talking about the kidney, the organ system of the kidney. Heiner, give us a basic introduction to what this is all about. Yeah, Laurie. First of all, of course, we want to remind our listeners that in the system of Chinese medicine, um, when we say the kidneys, we are talking about a functional concept. You know that there is twelve right. major things, uh, functions out in nature, and so there is. This is mirrored in the microcosm of our bodies by having twelve major functions in our bodies, and why while all functions are seated in some more than others certain anatomical regions in the body and the anatomical kidneys are certainly involved here we are by no means limiting ourselves to a biochemical and anatomical exploration of 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 what we nowadays call the kidneys so our entry point is normally uh the 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 cycle of the months and what right. the Chinese call the kidneys is very much linked to the eight months of the year, at least in the 12th cycle, uh, which is the point of the autumnal equinox. And what is happening now uh, is the energy in the light is not expanding anymore, but the energy is withdrawing back into the box, so to speak. The genie is going back into the bottle, and that is exactly what the kidneys are in Chinese medicine. They are looked upon as a battery system, which includes, of course, all kinds of glandular functions, including the adrenals, uh, that serves to store the energy and not let it leak out. And that kind of energy is nervous system energy, endocrine energy is a type of energy that cannot be immediately replenished by eating food, uh, but is more something that gets recharged by sleeping, for instance, or recharged in meditation or in yoga or qigong and things like this. And so in a nutshell, the kidneys are the root of the tree. It's sort of a kind of a source battery that that feeds everything else. You can't see it. The roots of the tree are underneath. You marvel at the branches and the beauty of the colors and the fruit, but really the main essence of that tree and life energy comes from underneath. And that's how Chinese medicine looks at shen or the kidneys. Yeah, so that being such a fundamental concept in Chinese medicine, that of the source energy or the source qi, and that does belong to the kidney. That's what you're saying, right? The kidney function within the human being. So that seems like the major theme. Is that correct? Or is it storage? Would you say that? Or is it one of many? Absolutely. In the five elements system, which is the most common way of looking at the organ networks, the kidney is classified as the water organ, which makes it, even though we were just talking about the beginning of the storage process with the kidney and the 12 system being relegated to the position of the autumnal equinox in, in a more simple system, the f- so-called five-element system that goes with the five seasons of the year, it goes with the water element. And when we hear water in Chinese medicine, it is 
the image of the ocean, which means it is something that is in the lowest place. It's a container that collects all of the other water on Earth uh, at the bottom of the bowl, so to speak, uh, therefore the battery image. And um, it is uh, goes with the season of winter, and winter simply means storage. So kidney, water, storage, essence, those are synonymous in Chinese medicine. You know, on one trip to China, I actually heard Dr. Liu Lihong talk about his um, understanding of this, that actually on the physical earth, that the South Pole corresponds to the kidney function. There's a kind of source energy that's held there in the polar ice cap, and that every time he hears about somebody going to the South Pole and ex- exploring there or doing something, it, it kind of breaks his heart a little bit because it's like waking somebody up in the middle of a deep sleep. We should never go there. Um, can you talk about that a little bit like this? It's yeah. a kind of a macrocosm, microcosm idea. Absolutely, yeah. Um, if, how I remember that uh, particular teaching by Professor Liu was that he was specifying that the kidney function in the body was comparing that to the both of the polar ice caps that so we have yeah. two kidneys right. and um, there is a lot of energy stored in those ice caps and secondarily uh, uh, he was comparing the kidney function to the hidden energy that is not just in the magnetism and the weather generating patterns that comes from the poles and all of that water that is in storage there and the minerals, but uh, also with the oil reserves that are underground and maybe other kind of valuable mineral reserves, which, because from an ancient perspective, you leave those untouched. Not only do you not venture into the polar regions, that is sort of the region of the the forbidden region of the gods, just like you don't climb high mountains. So there are certain taboos about that in ancient culture. But you also leave mineral deposits, unless it's for ritual purposes, you, uh, you leave those undisturbed. You don't go digging up gold and other metals and jewels and pumping large amounts of uh, oil from underneath the ground. And the phenomenon of global warming is actually a par- is a symbol for how we in modern times are using up our essence because we are taking energy that is supposed to, from behind the scenes, sort of uh, keep a balance uh, in the world to be our energy reserve in the bank that is supposed to stay there rather than us spending it all the time. And uh, if we start burning that quite literally, then the world will heat up. Yeah, we, I remember a, an earlier show where we talked about this idea, but it seems valuable to just go back to it a little bit, which is all the things that we tend to do in modern society that deplete our source chi. You referred to the adrenal glands as being maybe one of the physical manifestations related to the kidney organ system in the body. And so just to talk to the listeners a little bit about things like drinking a lot of coffee, especially doing drugs like amphetamines or speed or certainly drugs like cocaine or methamphetamine that seems to be epidemic these days. There are things that that bring that source chi to the surface and maybe in the short term make people feel good because they have lots of energy and they can focus and have clarity. 
but that's really depleting their source chi and potentially shortening their life. Is that true? Absolutely, Lori. The um, beauty of any traditional science, and Chinese medicine is an excellent example of that, it's actually quite sophisticated uh, in the way how differentiated the functions of the body are being analyzed and portrayed. And so in that uh, 12-function model of Chinese medicine, we have not only a focus on proper nutrition and exercise, uh, which would be the function of the spleen and the stomach and the lung and the large intestine in Chinese medicine, but we also have organs that have to do with consciousness and deeper processes in the body that you cannot restore by just eating better food. And in my personal practice, the one of the biggest things you see in the modern client is this burnout of the uh, not just poor nutrition, but a burnout of the endocrine system and an exhaustion of the nervous system. And from a Chinese perspective, those would belong to the prenatal organs, meaning organs that's uh, started with the heart and the small intestine and the bladder, which we've discussed already, but the root uh, of that system is really the kidneys. So let's go back to talking about the the, uh, time cycle again. We've talked about the time of year. Let's talk about the time of day that um, belongs to the kidney. Yes, the time of day is the time of sunset. Ru ru, the Chinese call it, when the sun goes below the horizon. And similarly to the uh, time of the autumnal equinox and the the two weeks behind it, what is parallel in the time of day, the sunset time, the two hours from approximately 5 p.m. and 7 p.m., is that the shapes of the natural world start to blur. And um, that it's not that important anymore to orient yourself uh, during this time to use your normal sensory faculties, particularly your uh, eyesight, but that a type of inner seeing is now becoming more important. And the animals that were thriving during the daytime are now going to sleep. Uh, during the year, the uh, a lot of animals starting to hibernate, whereas there are certain nocturnal animals uh, like the owl. You were talking about the year of the rooster, uh, which uh, from my research was really should be an owl uh, since this is now owl time. It is the owl is becoming dominant because it is nocturnal. It can see in the dark. It has an upper hand um, uh, among other animals and can hunt certain types of animals. And the owl, of course, has a big pupils. It was always portrayed like that. And um, the kidneys are related in the body with the inner part of the eye. So the eye background and the pupils specifically, you mentioned drugs, your pupils will become way dilated if you take a lot of drugs, which means there is you've opened up the battery and you're spending uh, some essence that should remain in storage and you will cause probably permanent damage as a result of that. And in particular, the owl, the whole you know, we're used to looking at an owl and seeing the, the feathers around on the head oriented in a very particular way, and that's because they're directing the sound into the ears because 
Owls have particularly acute hearing and the ability to sense something moving in their environment even without seeing it. So what's the association between the ears and hearing in the kidney? Yeah, in 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 uh, the system of TCM or traditional Chinese medicine, the kidney is not only associated with water, but each one of these organs is has an orifice. And uh, in the case of the um, kidneys, that would be the ears. And so the the ability to see at this particular time and the, 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 the hexagram that the Chinese used during the Han Dynasty 2000 years ago uh, is hexagram 20 guan, uh, which means literally to see with the eyes of an owl, uh, which is an internal type of scene, which is seeing with your eyes closed, which is very similar actually to a type of listening. We already had that topic with the heart. It is now you, you, if you want to truly connect with the essence of things, you need to listen out into the universe. So you just mentioned a key word, I think, connected with the kidney, which is essence. Can you talk about that as a theme associated with this function? There is this overall enigmatic sentence in Chinese medicine that every student learns is that uh, the kidney stores essence. The essence is called jing in Chinese culture, and jing means essence, but uh, also means sperm, which in the f- uh, in a woman would include the ovarian essence or the the actual eggs, as well as other hormonal substances. But the term jing is extremely interesting because it is not as much of a physical substance, but it's the concept of that. Everything that makes things come alive and stay alive is yang qi, is uh, the vis medicatrix naturae, or the energy that makes things happen and that heals things when they are broken. And in the first part of the year, in the spring and the summer, the energy will expand and stretch out. And in the second part of the year, the fall and the winter that the kidney uh, is associated with, that yang qi gets compressed and condensed and goes below the surface and um, to the degree at the point of most concentration you can actually take a point of energy or you can take solar energy or light energy or consciousness energy and it's packed in a physical substance that's as big as a drop and you can say that is and that's what essence is it's it's essence is the essence of that yang qi, of that invisible energy of life, but now compressed so much, uh, gone into such a compacted state that it actually is dense enough that you can uh, see and touch it. And uh, in the human body, certainly sperm and eggs or so, or or stem cells in the uh, brain and uh, spinal column are a good example of particularly valuable cells that you can use then to clone a another human being because all of the information of life is in there. Great. So one thing you just alluded to is the fact that the bone marrow, right, the stem cells that are in inside the bones, and that the central nervous system, which is again encased in bone, actually have a relationship with the kidney, right? Yes. Uh, so other than the kidney being a uh, opening in the ears 
and uh, a main function is the storage of the so-called jing essence. Uh, the body layer associated with the kidneys are the bones and, and the marrow, which includes parts of the brain. And um, as the essence is waning, because that is in Chinese medicine, what the process of aging is defined as is that you're getting less and less of this heaven uh, given essence. Uh, some of the things that happen is our eyesight goes down, our sense of hearing goes down, our sexual function goes down, our fertility goes down. Our bones get weaker. And right? the bones get weakened, particularly in the spot of the lower back, right where the kidneys are, and also the knees, which often holographically are associated with the kidneys. So all of these would be signs, uh, and I should probably also add the falling out or the graying of the hair, which is from an ancient Chinese perspective, growing out of the marrow of your brain. Uh, so as your essence is getting weaker also, you can see that in the quality of your hair. So one of the things we've done with the other organ systems is to talk about the archetype then. So with all the things that we've talked about so far, how would we see this manifesting in a not to make it too reductionistic, but it's, I think, helpful to have a picture sometimes to bring it all together. So what's the archetype of a person that might be representing this uh, picture uh, of the kidney function? Yeah, in traditional Chinese medicine, um, uh, the there is this tendency that you want to... Uh, archetype or uh, have symbolic markers for to orient yourself in the world, including diagnose your diseased uh, patient and find out whether it's a water issue or fire issue, etc. In the in case of water, it it means like the person is like an ocean. And so there is a sense of softness. There is a sense of um, unclear features. So while they're the metallic and the fire types, for instance, they are more have sharp features in their face. The anytime you classify somebody as water and sometimes the earth element also has that quality, you have sort of a shapelessness. There is so those are people who usually have more tendency to have more body mass, who are not so tall and skinny and sharp looking, but are more squat uh, in their features and uh, also have uh, uh, often bushy eyebrows and sort of a thick face, a round and thick face, just from a and from a very uh, from the from the perspective of the general look. And then the water virtue in the Confucian system of looking at things is wisdom, specifically wisdom that comes from humility. Uh, the term zhi for wisdom is actually knowledge where you put your son underneath in the lowest position. So it is arrogance would be uh, the opposite of that, would be sort of a, a, a pathology of the kidney, uh, whereas uh, humility and the shining uh, that comes from that uh, would uh, would be a good example of physiological uh, kidney function. So uh, if you put all of these pieces together, sort of more a, a stocky scientist type 
who is very humble at the same time, but incredibly brilliant uh, uh, at the same time, that, 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 that would be a good example of a healthy kidney person. Heiner, I've heard you talk before about something connected with the kidney function, which is, um, I think you've referred to it as becoming the divine craftsman. There's something connected with this, I think, with humility and turning back inside something about essence. Can you take that further for us, please? Yeah, maybe the best example to, uh, or the best image here, is if you look at that universal cycle that the Chinese symbolize in the form of the Taiji graph, which is this kind of yin-yang symbol, then um, nature asserts its stretching out functions, its growing up, its teenage function on the left, uh, meaning in the sunrise and high noon, in the cycle of the day or at springtime and summer in the cycle of the year, uh, nature is like a teenager is stretching out and in the body there are certain organ functions are in charge of growing our physical body, asserting ourselves out there in the world, whereas there are then other functions that do the opposite, uh, like the fall and winter function or the afternoon and night function in the body, they would be about a bowing back down. Uh, and uh, the Chinese had this wonderful image that in the fall time, things are not growing anymore in nature. All of the, you know, in the case of the seventh months and the bladder, we had said nature is putting all of its energy into the s production of the seed. And then now in the eighth months, actually, nature is bowing down because it's so heavy with fruit that quite literally the plants that were shooting up for the beginning of the year are now bowing back down to the ground. And the Chinese see that as symbolic for what a kidney function in the human being is, quite literally the term shen, uh, which is kidney, uh, not to be confused with the term shen, uh, which means spirit, um, the term shen for kidney means the organ that is surrendering or the, 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 the function in the body that initiates surrender and is even a image uh, of, of a, what the Chinese call a kethou, which is a prostration. So nature is maybe bowing in the case of the bladder and uh, causing you uh, your spine to stay flexible in that process but the image we have here is one of complete prostration uh, in surrender. And in the Chinese kutho, actually, you emphasize your kidneys. So in our modern world, I think a lot of people tend to think of the world surrender as a very negative thing. It, it's the opposite of being empowered and emboldened and really standing up for oneself. So let's explore this a little bit more about what what's the real meaning of true surrender. Laurie, I'm glad you bring up this topic because we're talking about the kidneys is really, I think that is the best message that we, that I can uh, contribute here uh, to is that I find a lot of what ails modern society is this, uh, particularly in this country, is that so much effort is spent on this youthful vigor and how to assert yourself in life, how to make more money, how to grow your body strong, how to acquire mental acuity and sexual power, all of those things. And that the topic of old age 
uh, and taking yourself back is something for wussies and ill people. Uh, And um, while you have the wisdom traditions uh, in ancient cultures and maybe even in certain remnants of Eastern uh, culture nowadays, uh, is emphasizing old age, is emphasizing the taking back, is emphasizing surrender as the key to what is called enlightenment and all of the ancient wisdom traditions. Uh, So that means in the material world, we need assertion. That is what the Chinese call the wood element. You need to be able to move forward, make decisions, and do that quickly. But to become enlightened, so to speak, you actually need to learn to do the opposite. You need to learn to take your energy back and bring it back into storage. And as a result of it, concentrate a certain type of electricity. We had that whole discussion about the bladder a couple of weeks ago, uh, kundalini energy, etc., that there is a mechanical electrical component to what the ancients called enlightenment. Uh, and and the kidney is very much involved in that or the process of taking yourself back. And I, uh, the best example of how we can explain that to our listeners is something we all suffer from, including the two of us, is stress. Everybody always says we have too much to do. And as modern people, we think we are the creators of the universe, at least of that teeny little insignificant world uh, that has become so important that because the modern person stands at the middle of the universe and thinks the world will stop without us. And as a result of it, um, while ancient people probably worked much harder than we nowadays in terms of there were no weekends, etc., so it was they didn't hold the weight of the world on their shoulders. And there was a surrendering into the cycles of life and going along with the flow that created a sense of freedom and ease and going with the flow, that is really the meaning of water, um, that didn't make people so stressed out. If my number is up tomorrow and it's my time to die, that wasn't so stressful for the ancient person. And it's interesting here, you know, we mentioned the uh, time to die, the, the, the emotion, the negative emotion that goes with the kidney and with water is fear. And so the modern person is very much fear riddled, is very much stressed out, and it comes from the fact that we don't know how to surrender into the ocean of life anymore. And we hold so much when it sometimes is easier to let things run their normal course. That is the story of the water element and um, the, the, the story of the Tao, as the Chinese call it. In the Tao Te Ching itself, if you read that book, water is the symbol for the Tao. And water goes always to the lowest place. Water is always soft and flows around everything, but in the end overcomes all obstacles. And that, to the ancient Chinese, is real willpower, is softness, is surrender, is longevity, is real endurance. Anything that wants to last long, you go with the head through the wall, you have a short-term achievement, never long-term achievement. And as modern people, we tend to 
look for the short-term benefit, whereas ancient people always looked for the long-term benefit. Yeah, so as we get toward the end of this episode, Heiner, we could talk about any of these functions for a long, long time, but I think you've really captured right there the really important message. And so for our listeners and for us, um, how can we nourish the kidney function? What kinds of things can we do from a lifestyle perspective to really um, strengthen our source chi, strengthen our essence, and really bring become that divine craftsman to really be in the flow and to, to be truly present and healthy in our lives? Learn from the concept of nature itself, uh, namely the function of winter and the, 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 the image of the roots of a tree. So if we want that tree to be healthy and live a long time, we want to make sure that the roots are healthy, and that means we need to be sure that we not just push all of the energy out of the roots into the branches, make everything look pretty at the surface, but that the, there is a balance, and perhaps that's the most important part, is the retreating part where the energy of the tree gets rhythmically put back into the roots. So thanks, Einer, for that reminder. Hopefully that's been uh, very helpful, actually, for our listeners, and I know it's always helpful for me to hear that again as being one who tends to want to do lots of things on the outside and always to be reminded about the storage and the rest and the being truly present in the right time, in the right place, and that's where the real wisdom comes from. That's it for today's episode of True Nature Radio. I'm Lori Regan. And I'm Heiner Fruhoff. As always, if you're interested in learning more about natural medicine, including careers in that field, go to the website of the National College of Natural Medicine, ncnm.edu. And if you're interested in further discussions and even articles and video lectures about the symbolism of the macrocosmic and microcosmic cycles, in holistic medicine, especially in Chinese medicine, go to classicalchinesemedicine.org.